everybody, what's up? Today on the show, we have Tom Pullen, and we talked about how to become a learning beast. Tom Pullen is the founder of Innovinco, where he talks about innovation and how to learn and develop habits around learning and becoming more innovative. He's also a, I call it corporate dropout like me. He's also a dadpreneur, and this was a very great conversation. Enjoy, everybody. Tom Pullen, let's begin. everybody, what's up and welcome to another episode of the Commit First Podcast. Today we have Tom Pullen on the show. Tom, what's up? Hey, good to see you, Sagi. Good to see you too, my brother. And uh, it's, you know, uh, we've been talking about uh, learning and innovation and um, and, and here's, here's a couple of facts. Both of us are major geeks about like personal development and learning. So that's one. <laughs> this is great. Second, both of us are corporate dropouts. <laughs> All right. um, and uh, and yeah, and both of us are kind of like in, in the learning phase of growing our audience and influence. I think, uh, you know, um, like a lot of us here are and listening to the show. And this is why we are going to talk about the subject of developing the habits to learn. And how can we exponentially grow by learning more? So thank you for coming on the show. And um, how about we start with a bit of background, like why why learn, why learning? So I think um, the key reason why I started to prioritize learning was that I spent most of my career actually working in big corporates, as you said. You know, I spent 18 years working in big global companies. And I, you know, I loved that part of my life. It, it was great for the time uh, that I that I spent there. And then it got to about, you know, I was getting near to 40 years old, which is pretty, pretty getting on a bit. And I suddenly realized that I, I didn't feel like I was learning much anymore, actually. That only really hit me when I left the corporate world. And I was like, oh, my goodness, there's so much happening in the world. The world's changing so quickly. And there's so much that it kind of missed I'd missed and had gone past my eyes if you like yeah. uh, simply because I think in the last part of my job my corporate job I was so head down you know days full of meetings mm. you know right. focused on getting projects delivered and all of that kind of stuff that you never really take your head up for for air in order to 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 learn more about what's happening in the world but also to right. build your own skill set can, can I talk so, about can, can I stop for just a second to like please. mention something like how about we put the fact like the like we, we shed some light on this like um on, on this point corporates don't want er, sorry do not facilitate a place a cultural growth for their own people um it's like they don't facilitate a culture of, of personal development at all. Like there's nobody talking about Jim Rohn or Tony Robbins or anything like that in the corporate world, right? There's no talk about that. So I I definitely agree that it's a bit less present than it is in the entrepreneurial world. Um, and the scope of the learning that learning solutions, if you like, that are provided are, are much more narrow in scope. Um, but but I think, you know, that the best in class global companies are, are 
definitely trying. Uh, you know, they're definitely trying to to help their employees and definitely trying to create upskill. Because I think now everyone's realised that. You know, and the World Economic Forum's actually just announced that the kind of innovation skills mm. are going to be some of the most critical skills that companies need to have in in this in sort of in the next two to three years. Mm. Uh, and I think therefore people are, are starting to wake up about that. Yeah, I mean, I guess people are starting to wake up. I don't know. Like I, I, the the thing about like um, when I was in the corporate for like six years ago, um, then the, the, they were just beginning to talk about like, hey, let's make everybody like, the way to have people to keep them working with us is to make them happy. How do we make them happy? We give them what they want to learn. Uh, so let's give them like, just like, do you want to learn guitar? We'll let you play, like learn guitar. Do you want to learn like other things? I think that's great. A great, you know, move forward, right? Like uh, one step forward. but. How about like investing like, hey, here's a personal development seminar. We're opening that up for you. Here's um, a, a subscription to come for all of our employees. And I think those things are starting, but like, um, but there, there definitely needs to be more of that and learning more about life and in general, right? Like, yeah. I, I think I think we'll start to see people moving in that direction, especially taking advantage of all of the the things that are now available through digital delivery yeah. you know if you if you can start to um, get broader learning opportunities that are opened up through through sort of digital providers then that's obviously a great and very efficient way uh, to do it so um, I think we'll see more of it definitely definitely so I, I cut you off but you can you can go ahead and, and like all right so, so how do we how do we get into like and, and um, becoming like how do we exponentially grow by becoming a learning machine like beast? <laughs> how do we become learning beasts? <laughs> I love that. I, I'd love to be a learning beast. <laughs> so I think from from everything I've learned over the last four years of running a company and 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 starting to see the impact of the learning on the performance of the company, I think there are really three things that I I'd like to share. I think the first one is that the real importance of learning every day. And I think had someone told me that I had to learn every day when I was in the corporate world, I think I would have just laughed at them and said, oh, you know, come on, where am I going to fit that in my diary? <laughs> right, you know, right. when am I going to fit that in between meetings? It's just yeah. completely unrealistic. Yeah, yeah. And in real life, it's not unrealistic. You just need to prioritize it. And I yeah. think the way that I found mm -hmm. to, to make sure that I learn every day is to create kind of a habit of doing one small amount of learning at the same time of the day, every single day without fault. What is and that for you? That short and the fact that it's kind of bite size means that it gets done. And it has that kind of consistency, I guess, that means that you don't really notice the time, but at the end of the day you go, wow, actually after a week, a month, I've really learned some, some really kind of good stuff here. That's awesome. I, I, I try to implement that. I, I just, I can say that I try to implement like lunch and then like, you know, sometimes you have lunch meetings, which take you off. And then but when, when is your time and what do you do for learning at that time? So uh, 
I typically try and do it over lunchtime if I can, mm-hmm. um, about 10 minutes. My preferred means of doing it are either uh, books, uh-huh. uh, so a chapter of a book, okay. or the bits that I really love are short videos or short bits of podcasts. Mm-hmm. And those are the things that kind of, they give me some learning knowledge, but I find that the kind of medium of it quite relaxing as well. You know, right. it's not like um, having to do something I find stressful, you know, picking yeah. up a paper book, I find quite relaxing right. or watching a, a video. I find relaxing podcast. I find relaxing yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, so that's typically what I do, but only about 10 minutes of that. Mm. So did, so if you have like a longer video, just split it into 10 minute increments, you just stop, go back. Right. You just keep watching. To, to be honest, I tend to choose the shorter ones because mm-hmm. I think that if someone's made an effort, if, if it's too long, it probably means that it's not condensed enough. The value is not condensed enough uh, to make it worth watching. So it's a bit harsh, I think. But, um, you know, I really try and go for those really short, sharp ones with value bombs dropped in, really. Got it. I mean, uh, you know, so I must ask, like, how do you find them? What's your process in finding those short bits? <laughs> so I'm a, I'm a big fan of finding them on YouTube with the right search terms, obviously, for things that I'm interested in. Uh, You know, podcasts on Spotify, very easy to find. Right. Uh, Spotify shows you how much, like, right? On Spotify shows you, like, the length of the episodes. So you just go to search. You search whatever topic you want. You see, you go down to choosing episodes because when you search something on Spotify, it offers either songs or artists or playlists or podcasts titles or episodes so you go to episodes and then it shows you the length of each episode so you can choose the short ones that will be the easy thing right yeah maybe i'll go up to 12 minutes if it's really good but yeah I mean, no the, the kind of podcast that i'm subscribed to mm-hmm. they're all kind of about that length anyway so i don't even bother uh-huh. looking at the duration so much anymore really? i know that i'm going to get the value and where do you find short, short podcasts? I mean, I, I, for <laughs> most podcasts I listen to, like some of the School of Greatness and, uh, and, you know, those kind of things are are long form. Yeah, I do split them down sometimes, to be fair. Okay. But in terms of books, um, you know, what I, what I absolutely love, and I guess this would be my second tip, is learning from the best. So mm-hmm. I put quite a harsh filter on the stuff and the people that I learn from, mm-hmm. whether that's kind of entrepreneurs or innovators yeah. or even kind of companies. And so I, I, I use often that time to learn, you know, on my desk here, what have I got? You know, Amazon, here we go. Mm-hmm. Learning about Amazon, learning about McDonald's, learning right. about Airbnb, this right. kind of stuff. And, you know, I really sort of actively read through them and make lots of notes. Yeah. Uh, and I really find that useful in terms of getting nuggets that I can apply then in my own business. Mm, because at the end it. of the day, if they've created massive worldwide successes, yeah, we've got to be humble enough to learn from them, right? Right. No, for sure. Definitely. Um, I love that. And um, do you watch documentaries, by the way, as well? Yeah, definitely. Oh, I, yeah. I love that. And, and there's an amazing amount, I think, especially on YouTube and on other platforms of great condensed business documentaries, which is sort of like, it's like reading a case study, but without the kind of annoying, boring, theoretical part of reading a case study. <laughs> definitely, definitely. No, I love that. Um, and uh, okay, so 
I want to pause right here for a second before we go. This is the first out of three, right? Uh, you said like there's three ways you found out about learning. One well, the like, second one. So the first one's really about kind of everything to do with uh, the habits and bite size and short chunks. Yeah. Okay. Second so one short, really short about chunk. learning from the best. Okay. Okay. Got it. So short chunks, uh, like in, in, you know, habits and have short chunks, not to have it like too, too massive, too, uh, too intimidating for you to, and you can integrate that into your day. We all have like 10 minutes somewhere to push like some new <laughs> learning, right. Into our day. Um, second thing is learning from the best. Uh, so put a filter on who you learn from be intentional, right. What's the Absolutely. third? Absolutely. And I think the more that you read that kind of stuff, the more it kind of goes into your head via osmosis. And sometimes I find when I'm making decisions about my company, you know, oh, maybe if I thought about that in the way that Ray Kroc thought about it from McDonald's, for example, mm -hmm. you know, maybe I should think about what's the what's the most efficient way of getting this done yeah. or thinking about, uh, you know, what Airbnb did. How could we look at this? industry in a completely different way yeah. or how can we use test and learn in order to understand is there any value in taking the business in this direction yeah so um Lovely. you know i i really like to not only read but also try and apply some of the stuff that yeah. i that i learn definitely no i love that um and so um you there's more or there's like two is there a three Yeah, the third one is what I, you know, is a model that we use in the company. We call it three-dimensional learning. Mm. So when uh, we also deliver some learning solutions to, to, to clients and yeah. there's three dimensions that we always try and work on. Mm. Um, and those are the ones that I think if you focus on doing all three of them, it's where you get the most impact. Okay. So the first sort of angle, if you like, the first dimension is all about learning to know i.e. learning facts, learning frameworks, learning mm -hmm. data, learning, you know, kind of, uh, how can we say, stuff, if you like, that builds yeah. your knowledge on a specific topic. For instance, the how second, to get more followers on YouTube, right? Yeah, or that would come into the this, this sort of second dimension, really, which oh, okay. is that process. You know, okay. how do you do stuff? Okay. So how do you move from A to B with success? How do you um, put that kind of, Um, process into action in order to get a certain result. And then the third dimension is really everything to do with how do you learn to be, i.e. what's your attitude, what's your mindset, what are your behaviors that makes you as effective as possible, but also means that you can collaborate really well and interact really well with all those people around you, whether that's colleagues or collaborators or uh, yeah. ecosystem. So, so can you give me an example? Like, um, I can see. So, if I want to grow my YouTube channel, for instance, just something I, you know, want to put some emphasis on. So, the second part would be to to learn um, how to grow, like, consume content about how to grow following on YouTube. The yeah. third thing would be to learn from someone like Sean Cannell or some creators on YouTube and how they grow their own. YouTube and read maybe documentaries about them or anything like that and uh, right or, or listen to interviews. Yeah, so, yeah. so on YouTube growth, for example, you know, Sean's a great example. I I've followed his stuff now for a good couple of years yeah. uh, and they do some amazing work over at Think Media. Um, so I think the first one would be, you know, what makes a successful YouTube channel? 
right? What are the ingredients that you need to have in order that your YouTube channel be successful? Okay. You know, the second Basic. dimension would be how to actually do that. What are the processes? What are the tips? What are the hints that actually you need to put in place okay. in order to achieve that goal? Okay. And then the third dimension would be, you know, what posture do you need to have as a YouTube creator in order that people want to collaborate with you, in order that uh, you can build your team, uh, in order that uh, you become sort of likable, if you like. Yeah. Uh, and if you have all of those three, if you learn about all of those three dimensions, you're much more likely to be successful than if you just learn about one of them. That's what I found anyway. Got it. Okay, cool, cool. So it's, let's say one is like the what? The yeah. second one is the technical how? The, how, the third yeah. one is the characteristic how? Yeah, how do, yeah. How do you do it as an individual? Yeah, okay, got it, I love it. Um, it's, it's great that you mentioned it because you have, um, in anything you do, you can learn the technical details, but if you don't learn how to evolve your character to, yeah. to be what is needed in, you know, out there, then you have nothing to, um, you, you'll not be successful, right? Like, so. It's so true. And I think that's the part that's often forgotten, actually. I right. think there's so many people trying to teach technical skills and right. process, but it's all about how you put that in place and how you behave and what your attitude is and your mindset. So. No, I love that framework because, uh, for instance, I teach design and I teach, mm. um, I have a class of designers that I'm teaching how to get into the UI UX space. And um, every time, every batch, I teach them, obviously the design stuff and how to be, uh, how to create amazing designs and everything. But there's a lot of also talk about what kind of person do you need to be in order to actually get accepted into high tech and to startups and to, to be a designer on a team, uh, to be part of the team, to, to get ahead, you know, and even, you know, just to go through the, home test that uh, companies give away nowadays. So um, definitely a, a great, a great point over there. So, um, so I think so far we talked about those three pillars um, of learning and how to learn. What is some recent, um, maybe what's some recent thing you learned uh, or, or something that you want to mention, like that you, you've experienced recently with about learning? Oh, wow. That's a great question. Um, let me think. I mean, one of the one of the things I'm learning about at the moment specifically um, is, is actually about how Amazon works, okay. uh, partly because I, I find it uh, personally fascinating, but also because uh, one of our clients actually had a specific request about trying to understand more about how, how Amazon was working. So okay. I'm really deep diving into that. Nice. And, you know, I think one of the key things that I've learned over the last couple of days or I've absorbed, which sounds kind of stupid, but just that you, you have to have in your mind a much bigger sense of ambition and scale than most people will believe. So if you go back to the early days uh, of Amazon, you know, Jeff Bezos was out there, according to the literature anyway, going, you know, we're going to have the world's biggest store. It's going to be the everything uh, store. And uh, at that point, you know, he was selling a few books. Uh, uh, and yet the fact that the, the vision was clear, mm -hmm. the ambition was clearly articulated uh, and 
there was a roadmap, even though the roadmap might have been hidden, the roadmap was there. Yeah. It, it really draws people along with you. And I think that kind of that kind of vision plus the ambition really meant that, uh, you know, from what I understand anyway, was a massive driver behind Amazon's success. So that's one thing I've been learning over the last couple of days. Yeah, I think it's, again, going into your third part of about the, in the 3D learning, which is the, you know, the, the, the what, who do you need to be? Um, and when you learn who you need to be in order to grow a great business, for instance, or do anything big in life, is you have to already think about and know the, f- the future result. Um, and it's just, it's funny because we, I just came off a mentoring session with uh, um, Terrence X. Johnson. He's like a, a great mentor, also had him on the podcast. And um, he, someone asked him, um, how, do we, how do we step into our next selves, like to, to the next yeah. version of ourselves? And he answered, like, you need to know who that is and step into that, you know, character and, um, and, and have the, like already know, already know, like not think, not, you know, you know, hope, know that what you're going to become is going to happen. And do it as well and behave yeah. like that person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So once you great know, yeah, you already start behaving like that person. Um, also had, um, um, this guy here, Anthony trucks, he was on the show. I just started reading his book uh, and I had him on the show talking about this identity shift. And he's like, also, <clears throat> also says, you want to be successful, find successful entrepreneurs and hack into their uh, characteristics. Yeah. So just exactly. It's what you're saying. So it's great. Uh, great input. Um, so next question is this, like, um, I'm just throwing questions at you. Feel free. To yeah, please go for it. Uh, uh, so we're, we're talking about like the learning and implementing learning habits into our days. Obviously, some people right now at this point are thinking, oh, man, I'm so busy, Tom. You know, I'm a busy entrepreneur. Like, how can I put more time into the day? I guess the answer, like, would be, well, it needs to be, you need to think about it with the level of importance that you'll prioritize it and then create time for it, right? But, um, and also you can do it in small chunks. You don't have to have it in big chunks. So that's, or you kind of like already answered that. Um do you have any more input on that or should we move to the next uh, yeah. topic? Yeah, so I think the last the last thing, it's the same as with any habits, really. The only way to build the habit is just to do it. And you can think about it as much as you want, but the only way to do it is actually to say, right, I'm going to make a commitment to doing this every day for, say, five days. Right. Or even start with one day. <laughs> and then after one day, maybe move to three days, then move to five days. And one of the key things that I've learned about habits, whether that's about learning or anything else, mm-hmm. is that you need to make yourself accountable. And you know, having a habit tracker where you just tick the box on the day that you've done it does give you that kind of sense of satisfaction that you've achieved something. Uh, and so I think, you know, choose that moment that you think is the most likely moment for you to learn something where you think you can make the time and then just stick with it for as many days in a row as possible until after a while you don't even think about it. It becomes a sort of automation, if you like. And that the, the neuro, neuroscience says that should happen after about 21 days, which yeah. isn't very many, really. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm looking right now at, um, <clears throat> at my um, Audible account. I'm trying to find out if I can see how many books I read, um, how many books I read in a recent year, but I don't, I don't see it at the moment, but I'm just like, I, you know, I think 
I'm really with you on this. Like for me, I just can't see life without books. Like we have the world's greatest, most amazing minds sharing <laughs> their <laughs> principles by Ray Dalio, Tibetan book of the dead, you know, <laughs> um, there's like, um, Millionaire Success Habits, Dean Graziosi, uh, Becoming Supernatural, Dr. Joe Dispenza. Like these are just like- Amazing. Uh, you, you, if you don't get your hands on these books, why are you missing out on like, on the world's wisdom? I mean, you know, uh, these guys are very successful. I think I think one, one of the things that to build on what you said is that Audible and audiobooks in general are brilliant. For helping you achieve those habits right. so for instance i they, our offices are about 15 minutes from my house so where i'm at the moment is the office and the house is about 15 minutes walk away and i could easily cycle that in about five minutes but actually i choose to walk it because that means right. that i can get some extra times to get right. some some listening in yeah. um, and that's kind of really nice you know walking around the street so i live in france and walking around the streets of where I live, these tree-lined streets, just listening to an audiobook, uh, and it's a wonderful way to start and end the day. Definitely, definitely. And also, um, I uh, just to add on top of that, I listen to audiobooks. I try to read. I mean, right now I'm, I'm almost struggling with this, like trying to read every day, like physical books. But I'm yeah. doing it. Like, obviously, this is what I'm up to now. Um, I just also bought a Kindle. It should arrive soon. Um, I, I just purchased a Kindle. I said, you know, what the heck? I'll just try it out. <laughs> um, but um, but Audible is for me like just game changing. And I listen to it every day. Oh, like every time I get the chance, like if I'm cooking right now and you know, my wife is not around me or anything like that. I'm just like me and myself are putting in like the dishes, um, doing chores around the house. Or if I'm walking my dog or if yeah. I'm, on a drive, or if I'm sometimes when I'm working out, like if there's an audiobook that is like high energy, I, I would listen to the audiobook instead of just listening to music. You know, like I try to always put my like, this is the university of life. I see it as that. Yeah. You know, it's like I grew my brain, I think, like more in the past four, five years of me being an entrepreneur than the all the years of my life in education, high <laughs> education. Yeah. Uh, working at high tech, uh, it's just freaking crazy. Um, so yeah, it's it's a thing to make it a habit. Just like put, you know, get the AirPods, put them in your ear, and just walk around like learning while you're just not doing anything, right? It's it's funny that uh, the audiobook I'm listening to the moment actually is Pat Flynn that you mentioned earlier. His super fans book, awesome, brilliant, yeah. brilliant, love it. It's good. It's good. Yeah, and, and Pat's reading it as well, an audible himself. Sorry? Pat is reading it himself, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. No, yeah, it's really Pat good. Listening to Pat is fun. So anyways, yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, all these things are just um, um, just amazing. Um, by the way, I, if I had him on the show. If anybody here wants to listen to the podcast episode, don't remember the episode, but you can search Commit First. Pat Flynn, and you'll find the two interviews I had with him. One is about super fans, which is a great concept. Um, and um, and I think, like, so w- one thing to also mention, uh, sorry that I'm just like, I'm kind of like mentioning on top of, there were no things on top of each other, right? <laughs> so it's a conversation. So um, uh, one thing that I noticed recently 
is because I'm very, I try to be very mindful as well. I'm trying to work on my mindfulness and my also being present. So when you are in audiobooks too much, you can take it too far and then you're not present, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So sometimes when you do the dishes, it, it's good to also set aside everything and be conscious of doing dishes, like be mindful yeah. at the moment. So yeah, also something to, to mention. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so I want to ask you the next thing about learning which is um i don't know if you if you try it or like is there any biohacking methods that you're using in order to accelerate your learning uh to be really honest there isn't but i i do know that i am more of a kind of visual learner mm -hmm. uh or kind of audio learner if you like um so i i definitely absorb it much more if I see it <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah and then probably audio would come next so if I can watch videos if I can read books it tends to sink in more than a little bit more at least than if I listen uh, but that's just me unfortunately I've got no big no big bio hacks to reveal <laughs> All right. now by the way any hacks to learning uh you know Jim Quick probably right yeah yeah. Um, so any hacks you can share about learning? What what helps you learn faster, better, um, anything like that? Oh, I do. I do actually have one, which is if I read, if I read or listen to stuff late at night, mm -hmm. it does tend to be more present in my brain in the morning. Mm -hmm. So it's okay. the old classic one that I learned yeah. when I was cramming for exams as a kid. You know, I, I used to read all of the stuff the night before and then put the book under my pillow. And somehow <laughs> that meant that it kind of went into my brain by osmosis. But I don't do the pillow thing anymore. But I, I do, if I, there's something I really need to learn, I do often do it just before I go to sleep. And then it subconsciously goes through my head uh, during those hours I'm asleep. So that's probably nice. the, the biggest one I have. <laughs> nice. Love it, love it, love it. Um, I, you know, there, there's something about Reddit, by the way, um, that you showed your books. Can you show one of your books again? Yeah. Which one would you like? I didn't show this one, actually. It's one of my favorite ones at the moment. So the story of Netflix. Wow. By, okay. the, by the original CEO. Very that good. That will never book. work. Wow. Yeah, this one, that will never work. Wow. Uh, which was a phrase that was, of course, attributed yeah. to Netflix before it then did work. But yeah. I love that book. So, so can, you show, can you show that book again? Yeah, of course. Now I see a lot of bookmarks. This is a way. Yeah. Like, I, it's slightly OCD, right? <laughs> can Can you show us like one bookmark and what it looks inside? So, so anybody who's listening and what and not watching, <laughs> like Tom, in every one of his books has tons of bookmarks, like tons of like small bookmarks. Um, so the book and they're color coded very, as well, which very, makes very it colorful. Even worse. Yeah, they're color coded. Yeah. Oh my god! So yeah, can you tell us about that, please? Um, so here, for example, here's a, I'll show you, there's a red one here. Mm -hmm. And, um, this is talking about the staff meetings they used to have. And it said, our usual Tuesday e-staff meetings always began with the same agenda item who fucked up, <laughs> mm. you know, and that's one of the, the, I noted that because, um, working in the kind of innovation area, that's one thing that is so important that people not only talk about mm -hmm. the mistakes that are being made, but also that you analyze them and you learn from them. 
And what I see in a number of uh, companies is that they're kind of pushed under the carpet as quickly as possible, you know, because we don't want to talk about them. We don't want to focus on them. Everyone hates yeah. failure, right? Yeah. Uh, but actually, one of the biggest sources of learning can be actually to think about what's gone wrong. And one of the other books I love on that, if I reach yeah. back here, it's a very old book, actually, but um, called Brand Failures. Mm. So a guy who collect, collected... Uh, a guy called Matt Haig, the author, uh, who collected a whole um, or collection of examples from often big brands who just got stuff wrong. Yeah. And what we learn from that and what yeah. can we draw from that so that, that people don't make the same mistakes again. So yeah. I, I really like that in the Netflix story. Yeah. No, I love it. Um, by the way, it was um, uh, here in Israel, and I know it's, it's worldwide, but uh, here in Israel, I just recently participated in what's called fuck up nights. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know that? Yeah. yeah so yeah. yeah, it's a, it's a great, oh, wow. I watched um, the, um, the CEO, the, the ex-CEO of Intel tell his story about messing up and, and like uh, losing like $300 million or something like crazy like that. Um, and, uh, and he said, like, it, like, it's amazing insights over there, like from amazing people that really messed up. And now they, Hey, you can learn from people's failures as well. And uh, it, it's so important because, you know, if you expect uh, a company to be innovative uh, or you want your company to be innovative, yeah. then you have to be prepared to make some mistakes along the way. And I'm, right. not, I'm not a massive fan of this kind of fail fast, fail early, because it implies that it can imply that that you must fail and failure is good. And I think everyone would agree that failure is, is bad to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. But what I do like is the fact that with more and more people sharing their stories of things that they've done in the past, especially if they're senior leaders or if they are famous entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. I think it does liberate people to take a few more risks. And, yeah. and it's those risks that are more likely to develop into really high performing ventures. So um, really like the idea of, of that. Love it. All right. Yeah, that's that's great. And um, so going back to learning, we're just to recap uh, because we're just to, we're wrapping this up. Um, what are just a few books? Well, you know what? Go, going back for a second, going back for, for the color coding. What's the color coding? Uh, <laughs> Do you really want to know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? Uh, so this is kind of quite difficult to explain on the podcast, but okay. in, in my company, each of these colors has a meaning, actually. Okay. So red is all about things that inspire. Okay. Uh, orange is all about a process and how to get innovation going. Mm -hmm. uh, blue is all about how to make stuff happen through implementation. Green is all about grow. So how do you grow and scale a business? Uh, purple is all about learning and I think I've forgotten one which is yellow which is all about how to generate new and fresh ideas mm. so in fact the color coding is based on the nice. colors that we use within the company in order to differentiate the kind of products and services that we sell I think it's really which cool which is a bit because... bad actually but I... <laughs> no, I think I think it's really cool because what you have is like intentionality of what you're looking for in the books that yeah. you read and when you work out of you read the books out of intentionality to specific category that you're looking for, 
pretty awesome that you have that going on. It's pretty cool. Um, and, I'm and sure a psychologist you... would have a field day trying to analyze that, but it works for <laughs> no. me, and that's all that matters. Yeah, <laughs> that, I think I know. I think it's great. And uh, by the way, how do you do that with audiobooks, or you don't? I don't actually, and I do. So audiobooks, I think, are great for the practical side. I do retain a bit less from them, to be honest. But um, got it. Hey. Okay. Yeah, um, I, I have a Notion document, a Notion uh, uh, index of notes from books and podcasts. So basically, uh, brilliant. yeah, so when I listen, I try to stop. And if there's a book I, I can write notes from, I stop, I open a page for that book and I write the notes inside. Um, uh, I got to be better at reviewing them, but I think it's just, you know, just writing them down helps me retain them. You know, I stop and like, yeah. hey, what did you say? And I'm writing it down. And I'm like, Ah, okay, that makes sense. I ponder about that for a second, then I continue. Um, so, anyways, yeah. Um, Tom, last thing where, uh, to to finish off is what are three books that you recommend for us all to read as entrepreneurs? Oh wow! Um, so my favorite business book of all time, actually, is The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen yes. Covey. So Third it's time today that I get this recommendation. Amazing. Third time today. It's wow. it's an old book, right? Yeah. But it's full of so much practical wisdom to yeah. help you get stuff done. Yeah. And it's not yeah. just in the business world, actually, but also in the kind of uh, personal world as well. I love that book. I was trained on it, it by the, the, the author's team many years ago and, uh, you know, still use that today. That's yep. one, number one. Uh, number two, number two, I'm actually going to look at my bookshelf here. What have I got? Um, I really enjoyed this one, actually, which is the uh, story of Nike mm, by right. Bill Knight. Yeah. Really enjoyed it because, A, it's a great story, but also, B, um, clearly Nike has been a hugely respected brand and one that I've I followed. I actually went out to, to Portland uh, to meet with their them in their headquarters, their global headquarters back in 2001, um, which was just an amazing experience to see a little bit more about how the company operated. So that nice. was a really, um, Nike as a brand holds a, a special place in my heart. And to be really honest, and I've mentioned this one before, but um, I love the Netflix book. Um, part of the business that um, I'm building uh, is about kind of digital learning and video platforms and that kind of thing. And so this was a really, really powerful book for me to read nice. to kind of get an inside track into how they did it, um, which I've, I've learned from and uh, really enjoyed the story as well. Love it. All right. Awesome. So we have three amazing books. Uh, actually, those even those three, I must say, I haven't read. And the, the seven habits of highly effective people is like was recommended to me again and again and again and again. And I, I just, I don't know why I haven't got to it yet, but I just, I think three times in one day is good enough message for the universe. <laughs> okay. Got it. God, I'll get it. I will, uh, I will even buy it for you myself. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I will gift uh, it to you. I did. It's that I, good. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Thank you so much. I, ju I just purchased it right now, actually. Like I'm, so, <laughs> I'm quick, dumb. That's it. Um, 
So thank you so much, Tom. Uh, Tom, where can we find you? We can find you on YouTube, right? You have your new YouTube channel, Innovinco. Yeah, that's probably the easiest way. And in the process of redoing the website at the moment. So um, yeah, definitely uh, check out the YouTube channel, which is if you search for Innovinco, so I-N-N-O-V-I-N-C-O. And I'm trying to publish more and more useful, helpful tutorial videos about everything to do with innovation. So um, yeah, definitely Definitely. find us there. So I'll I'll link to that in the show notes. If anybody wants to check that out, check it out through the show notes. Um, Also be sure to follow Tom J. Pullen on Instagram. All right. Pullen is with the double L. So Tom J. Pullen on Instagram. And you can also follow him from Instagram. Uh, You can follow Inovinco Instagram page. But anyways, uh, the YouTube will be connected there as well. Um, So if you liked this, uh, this, this episode, please, everybody, take a snapshot right now. And whether you're listening to in on Spotify or iTunes or you're just watching it on YouTube, just take a snapshot, screenshot, post it to your stories and tag Tom J. Pullen and also tag myself, Sagi Schreiber, and uh, just let us know that you got some value. Everyone, thank you so much. Uh, Tom, thank you for coming on the show, my man. Pleasure. Thank you, Sagi. Thank you very much. Great focused episode. So I love that. Uh, Like right up our alley. Like everybody here is like all about learning. And becoming the best version of themselves and this was spot on so thank you so much thank you all right everybody see you in the next episode